Uh, some invite cards basically just say, come be with us over at the new location. Very simple, great way to open the door. Uh, you never know what may come of that. You may just have a good time worshiping uh, and just talking to someone just anywhere on, on the street, wherever it is. Take those with you, put them at work, put them on your bulletin boards. Whatever you need to do, make it happen through that for us. We'd appreciate that. Also, um, I want to say one more time, last week, the Escalate Kids Ministry rocked this place. Come on, let them, let them know that. I mean, they rocked this place. That was cool. I had a lot of great feedback talking about some of the, that was, uh, some of the neatest uh, Christmas plays I've ever seen and whatever, and I believe that was a very good job. Thank you guys for that, Miss Sharon. Those, that team there, just wow, did an incredible job. So thank you guys for that. Also, all the fellas, uh, we need you today. Make sure, and, and anybody else who can pick up something, we're going to get all this stuff out of here as quick as possible after this service is over with. So you'll notice I've got the mic a little bit earlier. Uh, I'm not going to be up here quite as long as normal. Uh, if you are the first time with us today, we normally worship for a little longer than that. And uh, so to just have spend some time doing that. But we're on a roll today. We've got to get this thing done. They are having a 1230 movie, so we're going to do this. Get your Bibles out. Yeah, get your Bibles out. If I talk faster than normal, you may have to go back and download this message and listen to it just to hear what I said. And you can go back and say amen in the car. You can say amen in the office while you listen to that. Folks tell me they listen to it at work, and, and that's, that's awesome. They're really neat. Uh, we, do, we have some folks that listen down in other states, and that's, that's cool as well. So, But uh, Ephesians chapter 6. Oh, y'all missed the last one. We're getting ready to blow this joint. Ephesians chapter 6. Amen. Ephesians chapter 6. First time guests, we do that because we love the word. We believe it's the real deal. We can live our life by this book. Let's jump into it. We're going to go together. It's on the screen. Ephesians chapter 6. Again, I may read fast, but bear with me. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Amen. Put on. Look at your neighbor and say, put on. Not a put on, but put on. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. I love somebody was battling something this week, and they told me, they said, I'm standing. I said, praise God. That's better than laying down. They said, I'm standing. You just keep standing. That you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand. Therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, and above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. And this is where we're at today. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Let's do what that last verse said. Let's pray. God, thank you for what you're doing here at Faith Renewed. God, we give you praise for what has happened, for what we've seen in the past. God, we thank you for what we see going on right now. And God, we're excited and with faith, we believe, we come in agreement with what you've been showing, Pastor Ralph, that greater things are to come for this church 
this ministry, this body of believers, and we believe this, every person connected to it in any way, greater things is coming to their house. Anyone who's in covenant with us, we believe that greater things are coming to their home. And God, we thank you today for what you're doing. We're looking forward to what lies ahead. And now let this word get in us. Let this word, Lord, get in our heart and our spirit, God. And I pray that today, God, above all, we'll know how to stand. Above all, God, we'll know the importance of your word and renewing the mind and setting it on you. And now we curse the enemy. We understand that we've won. We are victorious. And we believe today that by faith, we are overcomers in the name of Jesus. Say it with me, church. Amen. 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 Man, praise God. Pastor Ralph was talking about it. I was talking about it earlier. I got very emotional. As I was reflecting what God has done in this building and in this place, I, I, it was the other night I just began to cry as I thought about those who had gotten saved and things that had happened, the healings, and, 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 and even in this place right here, that life was, was I believe, put into the womb of, a, of, of someone who was, could, not, could not conceive. And, and a miracle, I believe that, took place in his altar. Just a lot of incredible things that God has done here. And again, I'm so thankful for what he's doing. Amen? So thankful for what he's done. And I'm thankful he lets us be a part of it. Just crazy knucklehead, just old country boy, just will let us be a part of what he's doing. And it's so exciting. But I believe this. Greater things are to come. Greater things are to come. I believe that. And so I'm, I'm doing this today. I'm preaching my last message from this stage. I hope you were cheered that this is not my last message, but this is just from the stage. I, I hope that's what the cheers are for. But it is. It's very cool. I'm, I'm very excited about what he's done here. And it is. Get emotional time, but I'm excited about what's coming and uh, what lies ahead. So I'm going to try to do something. We don't normally take a series seven weeks. I could take it about seven months. But I've had to rush this and get, get it in here. But I want to finish up today the armor of God, that we are the true ultimate fighters, that we are victorious. We are winners. And uh, I'm going to be honest, I've had a blast teaching this. I've had just, a, just the best absolute time teaching this word. I hope that you've been learning something from it. You've been using Anybody put this in action yet? Amen. Raise your hand if you put this in action. If you're not, you are a sinner. Just say, barely by the grace of God. No, there should be, he said, don't be a hearer of the word, be a doer also. So I hope you're applying this thing. So I don't have time, wish I did, to, to just review and get you up to this place of the armor that we've discussed and talked about. Go back, download the message, listen to them, study this out, and you'll learn. But I want to jump in two more. I'm going to try to do it quickly. Two, the last two pieces of the armor of God that's been made available to us, the very first one being the helmet of salvation. If you turn your bulletin over, write that down. You can jot this down and take these notes. But the helmet of salvation. A helmet is a very crucial piece of the armor. It is a very important piece of the armor. I, I, I was used to do some stupid things. I never do that anymore. But back in my other life, hey, back in my other life, I did some, some, some dumb things. And I used to ride a motorcycle. Anybody, anybody ride motorcycles? Used to, have been, done that, some do. I did, I did some very dumb things on that motorcycle. I was younger and dumber. And, uh, but I used to get on that motorcycle and would go in excess of 100 miles an hour without something separating my head from the pavement. Without wearing a helmet. Very stupid. I just, it was just dumb. It was, it was, it was crazy. I, I mean, there's been times we were on just little trips up the mountains and different things, and, and you get dumb. My wife, did you just say something? 
I just heard some giggles from that side of the congregation over there. Don't, don't listen to that, guys. That's, she'll bring you down. She'll bring you down. But, but I, I just, it, was, it wasn't bright. I mean, it was, it was, matter of fact, it was dumb. It was stupid. It was crazy to get on something that would go way faster than it really needs to and, and, and do what I did on that motorcycle. It just made no sense. But I would get on it, and I wouldn't put on the protective gear that I believe now is a law. Is it a law? Or it is a law. Uh, at the time, it was being discussed, being debated. It tells you how old I am and how long ago this was. But, uh, but you know, I didn't put that on. You know, it's very similar to what we do in the spiritual war that we're in today. Very similar. We go into war situations. We go into the battleground, and we go into a fight scenario, and we never put on the helmet of salvation. It's just as dumb as what I did then. Thank you. I was hoping I wouldn't get many amens. But, I mean, it, it, is, it is just as dumb as what I did then. To get on a motorcycle, go crazy over 100 miles an hour without something protecting my head, which probably at over 100 miles an hour probably didn't matter. That's true. But, uh, but, but to think about that, we do this every day because we go into war-type situations and we don't put the protective gear on. The helmet of salvation for us is not an option. It's not an option. It, it's, it should be, we're, again, we're not under a law, but it should be a law like a motorcycle helmet is. You should understand that when you get up, when you begin to put on the armor of God, that you need to place this very important piece of armor on your melon. You need to do You need to take it and put it on to your head. Because the helmet of salvation is very crucial. Because here is where the battle begins for us. Every battle will begin in the mind. I, I don't think it's, it's, it's just a coincidence that he even tells us that we're not wrestling against flesh and blood, but we're, we're going against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. The King James, I believe, actually has that word translated pretty good. It says the high places. We understand that the battle for us will begin right here. It's in that place that he'll begin to attack you. The mind is the battleground. The mind is the place. It is where the place where the greatest warfare will begin to take place. It's the place where the greatest conflict will begin to happen. It is in those high places in you. There is nothing else in you any higher than your mind. If you look down and you look at your body, you look in the mirror, the last place that thing stops is in your head. It is in your mind. But it is in that place where he'll begin to do this. And I believe this. Matter of fact, I know this to be true. There are more people in this place today, in this room, having trouble in their mind than there are in their finances. Mm, come on. You need to hear this. There are more people having trouble and conflict in their mind than they are in their finances. Well, you say, Pastor, you see what the economy is and you see what giving is and what this may be. I believe this. There are more people struggling within the mind. Have you ever went to bed, slept eight hours, and get up and feel like you haven't even closed your eyes? You know what I'm talking about. It's because you closed your eyes and you got sleep, but you didn't get rest. You got some sleep. There was a little shut-eye that happened, but not, not any time during that was rest ever coming because even in your sleep, you wake up in a sweater, the sheets messed up, and you're struggling because there's something going on in the mind. It's where the battle begins, and the enemy knows that. So he does this to us. He throws everything he can at your mind. 
He'll do everything he can to get you stressed out. And, and he'll do everything he can to get you to worry and, and, and try to get you to struggle. And it all begins right here because if he can get it right here, he can somehow get you to act out what he puts here in here and in other places. We talked about the belt of truth the first week. And, and we talked about the importance of guarding ourselves in that area of life, in the area of sexual sin. But we need to understand this. It didn't start with the belt. It started with a thought up here. And what he does to today and in every area of your life, he'll plant a seed. He'll put a thought in you. And then if he can get you to act on the thought, he's got you. Now stay with me. There are people that have been, been in situations and there have been in situations even this week. I've struggled with this even this week. Things that have happened this week where the enemy would try to get you to think something here. And it's not even what's going on out there. Get you to assume things and get you to believe, well, they're doing this or they're doing that. And this is what, this is what they really think about you. This is what's really going on. And all it is, it's a trick of the enemy to put something in your mind and to get you to think something. So you have to put on something that protects you and protects the mind. He says to do this. He says that we have to renew our mind and put on the mind of Christ. So when you put on the mind of Christ, you have to understand this. It's not your thoughts, it's his thoughts. When you put on the mind of Christ, you understand that it's what, the, the things that you're trying to come in, the, the thoughts that he's trying to put there, you begin to bring those thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ. Now think about it. It was our foundational scripture for this series that we begin to bring every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. It's going to begin in the mind. So if he can get you to think this, well, you'll never be healed. He'll plant that seed in your mind. You will never be healed. You will always have this. If he can get you to, to believe the lie, then he'll get you to begin to act on the lie and begin to speak the lie, and then we're going to find out in just a minute how important it is what we begin to say and what we do in this area is. He'll get you to, to, to pull you into a place. You will never be out of debt. If he can get you to believe and grab hold of that concept, Pastor Ralph, you'll never sow a seed into greater things. He's got you. When it comes by and the pastor's preached on tithing and you understand the importance of it, if he gets you to believe the lie, you'll never put it in the plate. Because of this, you'll never be out of this. And you better hold on to every little thing you've got. You'll, your marriage will always be screwed up. Anybody ever been told that one? Don't raise your hand. You might be sitting beside him. <laughs> it will always be a wreck. If he, can get, if he can put that there and get you to believe that, you know what will happen? Your marriage is always going to be a wreck. It will always be messed up. It, 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 will always, it will always be a struggle there. So what he does, he constantly tries to put the thing in your mind to make you quit, to make you give up, to bring you down, to stop you, and, 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 to, and to cause you to quit. You, you, you just need to go ahead. They don't appreciate anything you've done. You've served. You've done this, and they don't appreciate it. You might as well quit today. Pastors, I've heard that one. He told me that one several times. You know, there's guys today laying in the bed who are called to minister the gospel because they believe that lie. 
There, 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 there are folks in back alleys right now, and there are people who, are, who, are, who, are, who have a bottle in their hand instead of a Bible in their hand because of something that's been said to them, some lie that was put in the mind, and they didn't understand the importance of bringing that thought captive and casting that thought down and bringing that to, to the obedience of Christ and say, if this thought doesn't line up with this word, I, 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 can't, I can't have that thing resting in my mind. You have to learn how to do that. And he'll say this. He'll use it against you. He'll do this. He'll tell you that you're not even saved. The helmet of salvation, it goes beyond so much more than just coming to an altar and just praying a prayer and getting up and then just doing whatever. The helmet of salvation goes so much deeper. The word salvation is the word soterion. It's only used five times in the Bible. There's a word that is pulled out of that, soteriate. It's the word just saved. and it's been, It was used 45 times, but he, he purposely used this word only five times in the Scripture because of everything that goes along with this. Because the helmet of salvation, you put on this mind of Christ and you believe this. And this is what the word means. It means that you're saved and, you're, and it's bringing salvation. It means that he who embodies this salvation or through whom God is about to achieve it. Listen to this. This is the helmet of salvation. The hope of future salvation. I thought I want you to say, that's, that's a different discussion. Listen. But you put on the helmet of salvation, and this is what this means. You put this on and you believe in your mind that whatever it is that you're up against, that whatever it is that you're going through, God will save you and carry you and bring you all the way through this. The word goes on to mean this. It's an all-inclusive word. It's signifying these things. Forgiveness, healing, prosperity, deliverance, safety, rescue, liberation, and restoration. Are you hearing me? It's meaning this. It's not just your name's written in a, in, in a book in, in glory and you may slide in there. No, he's wanting to bring to you all of these things that go with this. Prosperity, deliverance, liberation, restoration. He's wanting to bring all these things to you. But if you never put that on and believe for that, you'll never receive that. If you never put that on and walk in that and trust God to do this, you will always say, I'll never be. I'll never do. I'll never Become, if you believe the lies that the enemy is telling you. Very important, the helmet of salvation. I did that fairly quick. Second thing is this, the sword of the Spirit. It's the last and the final piece of the armor. And it's kind of, as I was thinking about this, I was wondering why he would put something so important last. Why, why would he put something that is, is, is so valuable in our fight, so valuable in the journey of, of, of faith that we're on, why he would put that last? And as I just began to reflect on it, I began to think about this. This is the only piece of the armor that is offensive. So he gets you geared up. He gets you in a place. He, he, he gets you in a position where everything is in line. The helmet of salvation. And my little buddy's back. My little friend. The helmet of salvation is in place. The breastplate of righteousness is, is, in, is in place. You have the shield of faith. You have your feet shot with the preparation of the gospel. You have the belt of truth in line. All these things are in order in your life. And the very last thing now, he says, now that you're geared up for what's getting ready to come against you, I'm getting ready to give you something to go against What's coming your way? 
Now, just think, this is a big football season and all this stuff's going on again. I don't watch much of it, but I understand a few things about it. When you are on the defense, you are trying to stop the things that are coming your way. There's an opposing force that's trying to get somewhere and, and, and move you back, move you in a place to where they're moving forward. They're taking your territory. You start off on the 50, and they're trying to get you down this line. They're trying their best to move you into a place to where eventually they score, you lose. He gives us everything we need to be in this fight, in this battle, to be coming against the things that are coming against us. It's the defensive weapons and the armor that we have in place. But I'm so thankful that he gives us some things to use as well. And I believe he saved it for last because normally the last thing to say it is the last thing you remember. Kind of how it works. The last thing that comes into place is the last thing that you remember. And he does, he does this. He gives us an offensive weapon to come against the one who's coming against us. Now think for a second. When you have the ball, you step on, the other team leaves the field, and the offense comes onto the line. Now it's their time to gain ground. Now it's their time to be pressing, pressing forward to Mark. Now it's their time to be pressing toward what lies ahead, to be getting themselves in a position to score and to advance. And the only weapon, the only weapon he gives us in this area is the Word of God. Because I believe this. It's enough. I know that's some deep revelation, and, 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 and we didn't need an interpretation. But listen to me. It's enough. And if it's so important, why don't we say what he says? I, I like how, how, how it works. Uh, I kind of, you know, in my, my creative mind that maybe it's ADD or whatever it is that I have, I, I kind of want to picture the sword being kind of used as that, still that defensive weapon as what's coming against us and, and we're using to block and, and, we're, and it's a Zorro fight and it's getting ready to be a big Z, all the stuff that's going on. That's not even how it works. The sword of the spirit, the swords that they used were about two feet long, very straight, very narrow, and it was used this way, not to be cut and doing all this kind of stuff. It was used in a forward motion. So, so forcefully forward, thrusting the word of God toward the enemy is the only thing you have. Pastor, I thought I was going to have a lot more. I'm wanting this machine gun and I'm wanting this tank and I'm really needing this and that. No, this, this, this is all you need. I'm so thankful. God has this stuff laid out way better than I have it laid out. I couldn't have set this thing up. I love the fact that he's letting me bring my last message from this stage the way I began the message on a floor in the, in the first theater talking about the importance of this book right here. <clears throat> talking about the importance of this in our life. I want you to understand, and, I, and this is not some, 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 some trying to be a rude statement. If you're not speaking this, if you're not using this, you're not advancing. You're not. 
If you're not spending consistent time in this book, and again, we all need to hear this. Pastor, that is good preaching. You are bringing it today. Listen, if we're not spending time in this, you are not moving forward in your life. You are in, in, in just, the, just the, all you're doing is you're moving backwards or barely hanging on. And, I, and I've never seen anybody barely hang on for long. It's always the reverse. It's always that defense is pretty good, but there's got to be something going on with it. There's got to be some time where offense is happening in your life. And there's got to be some time where you press it forward. And you don't just have this, you use this. You don't just read this, you speak this. There's a lot of people who read it and study it and can know it way better and preach it way better than I could who never speak it. I've done it. I've spent time in this book. I've looked and I've read and I'll sit there and say, God, man, that is awesome. Thank you for the revelation. Praise your holy name. And something come against me and I say something other than this. Do it a lot. But you know something? This is all I have. And that's enough. This is all I can, all I can do. When, when all hell's breaking loose, all, I, I could just break this open and say there's just no weapon against me. I, when, when the battle's going on and, 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 I, and we're all in them, I, all I can do is say this, I believe that your word is true that I am the healed, protecting my health. I believe this for my kids. I believe this for our church. I believe this for our people. All I can say over you and declare over your life is this right here. And you know something? It's enough. It's more than enough. Every time God did something, and it starts in the very beginning in Genesis chapter 1, every time he created and every time he did something, he said it. I was reading Genesis 1 yesterday, and I was just looking there, and I was just thinking about everything with the span of his hand. He set the heavens and all these things that he did. But you, it's amazing. Every time he saw a need, he spoke. He said he looked, and there was darkness, and he said, let there be light. He said, wait a minute, there's, there's some, some chaos going on. Let me set the firmament. Let me, let, me, let me split this thing up. Let me set the heavens here, the earth there. Let me do all these things. And he began to speak. And this is what he did for you. He saw a need. He said, man, all this is incredible. I love this. And then he spoke you into existence. He said, let us make man. In our image. Let, let us do this. And he just began to say, you have to understand this. If you're saying something other than this, you're creating some stuff. Some things are being formed, but you're not creating what you should be creating. If you wanted to get something that's in here, you got to say what's in here. We're all guilty of it, but listen to me. You can't say this if you don't know this. So from the stage from the very last time, you cannot be successful in your Christian walk and in the journey of faith that you're on if you don't understand this book right here and that you don't spend time in this book and realize this is the sword of the Spirit. This is the greatest offensive weapon known to man. This is the greatest thing. There's no great football star. There's a great offensive weapon. It can't be anything else. It can't be a take nine, nine mil, 45 cap. It is the word of God. And if we'll use it, if we'll declare this, if we'll speak this, creative things will begin to happen. Thank you for declaring greater things to come for this church. 
I've been doing it, but it's just good to have to know somebody's up in agreement with me. I've been speaking it and declaring it. Thank you, the greater things. When you say that, stuff begins to happen. There begins to be a shift in the heavenly places. And when you begin to say this in the high places of you, in the high places of your mind, things begin to shift. There's been things that went on, even struggles and things happened this week, and I begin to think this, but wait a minute, when I start looking at the situation, this and this ain't matching. And I understand that this is, this is what I should be saying. This is what I should be putting in. And I understand this, that the battle's nowhere else. It's in the mind and it's in the struggle that's happening. So you have to understand that you put on the helmet of salvation. You do this. You, you, you begin to lift up and you begin to use the sword of the Spirit. And I promise you, I promise you, you'll, gra- you'll gain ground. But you have to do it this way. He closes it and he says it all. And I'm thankful. The, the prayer and the Spirit is not one of the armor. It's not one of the weapons. It's not any of the things that God gives in that way. The, the prayer that happens is the warfare itself. Listen, the prayer that is going on, it is the means in which we engage the battle. It is in that place where you put on the armor. That's the preparation for the battle. It is a preparation for the war. But when you go to a place of prayer, when you go into this place and you begin to use the weapon that God gives you, so you begin to pray this word. You begin to say this word. Pastor, I don't know if that's going to work for me. I don't know if that, no, you keep, you keep declaring that and walking in that. Watch what God will do for you. There is no limit to his word. It, it, it changes not. It, the word of God will stand when everything else is gone. You spend time with some prayer. That's why we did it one day. We, 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 we looked at the need that was going on, and we actually had people come down and leaders spend time with them and say, what is the need? And we looked up some word to go along with their need, and we began to give them a spiritual sword that they could begin to thrust at the enemy that comes against them. So not only is it just going to be a constant backing up, trying to stand ground, but they begin to advance. They begin to move forward. They put themselves in a place where you keep pushing and you keep moving. You will end up in the end zone. You will score. There will be some cheerleaders doing their thing. You will be victorious if you stay in this thing long enough. You just can't say this one time. Well, I'm on. One time I'm on. I'm on. Throw me some offering in the bag. Okay. Not feeling good today. I'm like, just one time I'm going to throw a little something out. But then, I, no, you, you stand. I know some people that are in this room who are people of faith. And there is an attack that's going on against them, even physically, that's going on. And they're standing. And they're, and they're continuing to push the word. And I believe this. There's, there's some enemies, giant size. There are some Goliaths in their life. There are some little mini Goliaths. There are some different things that come against us. But if you keep advancing, you keep declaring the word of God over your situation, you will win. You will be victorious. Can we stand and can we give God a praise offer for his word? Hallelujah. Come on. Give him a praise offer for his word. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, thank you for the word of God today. 
It is, there's so much more to it, so much more we could say. I pray today some people have gotten hungry for the Word. I pray that today somebody's got thirsty for the things of God, and they begin to spend time in your Word, God. I pray, Lord, that today, God, people will begin to put the remote down, put the mouse aside, quit clicking it, and start opening the Word of God and begin to spend some more time with you. It is the greatest weapon we could ever use. And God, I pray that today, I declare today greater things for your people. I speak the word over it today, God. I speak, Lord, today, God, that we are the healed. We are the delivered. We are the set free, God. The great is the peace of our kids. God, we declare the word today over our situation. And God, Lord, we do this today. We put on the mind of Christ. There's some stinking thinking in this room, Lord. We renew the mind today. We no longer accept the thought of the, 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 of the lie of the enemy that says this will never change. It'll always be this way. We refuse to accept that. We believe today for your great soterion. Lord, the great, the prosperity, the blessing, Lord, the liberation, the, the deliverance, all the things that we can walk in, all the things that are provided for us. We set our mind on those things today. We believe for those things today. In Jesus' name. As your heads are bowed, eyes are closed, i got to ask this question. If there's someone here today and, and you're not a Christian, you're not a believer, let me pray with you real quick. Let me, let me, let me lead you in a prayer of salvation today. The, the great soterion that I was talking about, that salvation that God provided for you when Jesus came and gave his life and died on the cross, let me pray with you right there where you're standing. If that's you and you say, I don't know Christ, I'm not a Christian, I'm not a believer, just do this, slide your hand up real quick. Let me pray with you if you're here. Let me pray with you if you're here. If you don't know Christ, don't miss this opportunity. Raise it up high. Let me know if you're here. If we saved, that's awesome. Praise God. It means we need to do this next week. We need to find some folks that aren't get them in church. We need to, we need to find some that aren't get them in, in church in our new facility and let them hear about Christ. That'll be changed. Now do this. If you're here, I want to pray with you where you're at today, where you're standing. I want to come in agreement with you. If you're in a battle today, you understand that you recognize it. You see that the enemy is coming against you. You're tired of being on the defense. You're ready to gain some ground in this area. You're ready to move forward in this area of your life. You want some progression instead of regression. You want some movement forward instead of moving backwards. If that's you and you're here today, do this. Slide your hand up real quick. I want to pray with you. Slide it up. Slide it up. Man, hands, hands. Join with me right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, right now, I come in agreement right now. I declare today, God, your great soterion for your people. Salvation, Lord. I declare that today over their situation. That covers every end. That covers everything that, we could, come, that could come against us. That covers everything that we're faced with. You covered it. You said it in that one word. And we thank you for it right now. And we give you praise for it right now. I want to do this. We did it as we came in. Very first service. I want to do it today. I want you to get it linked up to as many people around you real quick. You ain't got to come down here, but just do it around you. If nobody's on your road, you get to one. I want you to make some connections real quick. I want you to join hands with somebody. And I want us to pray together. I know we got a lot to do, and we're going to get it done. It's going to happen if we all come together. But I want to do it right now in the natural, what God's doing in the spirit for this church.
and for you. Get linked up with somebody right now. And I want you to pray this over them. I want you to pray over their life. I want you to pray that the journey that they're on, as we move forward in the natural, that they'll begin to move forward in the spirit. As we go down the road, as we make some progress in a certain direction, that they're going to make some progress in their life. As Gary sings this, I want you to just take a minute or two and just pray for them. Pray for them. You can even do this. You can ask them. Or if you have a special need, just reach over and tell them. Say, will you come in agreement with me for this? Say that. Say, will you pray for me in this area? Or, or I have this going on. And, and ask them. Just find out real quick. Do that real quick. Find out if there's a need. Something you could pray with them about. And I want you to do this. I want you to pray progress in their life. I want you to pray movement in their life. As Gary sings this, just, just take a moment if you would and spend time.